Hello everybody. Welcome to the podcast. So, wasn't going to do daily uploads until, you know, the podcast became more established, not kind of worth doing. However, I want to report my opinion, well, more <laughs> reporting my opinion on the news than it is actually reporting the news. Uh, but with what's going on specifically with the George Floyd case, I feel like it's best to keep daily updates since there is more news and it is kind of the first topic I did discuss when I started doing this. So, George Floyd, rest in peace. I heard the man, the officer, I will not say the officer's name because he does not deserve to have his name spoken. George Floyd deserves to have his name spoken. The officer deserves the death penalty. However, from what I'm hearing, he's only being charged with third-degree murder. Third-degree. That's that's what Minnesota charges abortions with, is third-degree murder. So you're saying that George Floyd's death is the equivalent to a fetus that has absolutely no, no identity at that point, really. There is no identity, there is no established person, and you're telling me that George Floyd's death is the equivalent of that? George Floyd had a family. George Floyd is a person. George Floyd had a personality. And you're telling me that his death is the equivalent to something that doesn't. Now, if you're pro-life, or you're um, pro-choice, it doesn't matter to me, really. I don't, I don't care what your opinion is on this. It's just disrespectful that a fully grown a fully grown man is being compared to a fetus. <laughs> a faceless fetus, really. It's just not right. The man deserves to be charged with first degree murder. What I find so fucked and twisted about the whole thing is that they had him down on the ground. He's not resisting arrest. He's asking for help, and apparently they called the paramedics, and that's the whole reason the officer was kneeling on his neck is until the paramedics got there. That's bullshit. That is a dumb. That is a dumb fucking thing to say and do. Like, I'm gonna, the thing that's causing him to die, I'm just gonna keep doing it until the, the paramedics get here. Like, and apparently, from what I'm seeing, is this man has a big, violent violent history to him so it's not just the one or two things that he's done because I did talk about the 2008 incident that's not all there are multiple things this man has been involved in so says there are 12 police brutality complaints against him in the Minnesota in the Minneapolis office of the police conduct complaint database they are all listed as closed, non-public, and no discipline. So he has 12 complaints, 12 different incidences, and no discipline. What the fuck is wrong with our society? What the fuck is wrong with our justice system? So, doesn't have all 12 incidences on here, but these are the most notable ones. It says him and other officers were chasing a car in 2005, causing the death of three people, according to the Communities United against police brutality, um, says he was one of the officers who murdered Wayne Reyes, a Latino man, with 16 bullet holes forced into him. A total of 42 rounds were shot off. <laughs> this, this pig and a bunch of his pig colleagues 
just unloaded their fucking guns with no mercy into this Latino man. Anyways, moving on. They bring back the Ira Luttrell incident in 2008. Um, shot him unarmed. He was 21 at the time. Uh, going on to the next bullet point, it says that he was put on leave in 2011 for inappropriate police shooting of an Alaskan Native American, Leroy Martinez. Let's see. He's right now, it sounds like he's being or he being represented by Tom Kelly, the same attorney who got Officer... Oh, God, I don't know that name. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. I don't care. These officers really do not deserve to be recognized. I mean, they do in a sense that they deserve the rioting that comes with what has happened. They deserve that. They deserve the full effects of the rioting. However, (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce it, and I don't really care about the guy. I just know that he's a piece of shit pig. And let's see... So, according to this, it says the resistant technique used by him to murder Floyd was not part of the department's training. So this is just something the dude did on his own free will. He knew it was dangerous, and he did it anyways. This man has a history, a long fucking history of violence. And he's only getting charged with third-degree murder. No, this fucker is a murderer. He just needs to be locked up for life. He's a danger to society who's posing as... A prominent figure. It's not right. <sighs> so, the whole reason I wanted to get back on here anyways is because of what was said this morning by our oh-so-lovely leader in Donald Trump. Now, I hate the orange bastard. I hate him so much. <laughs> but... I hate him even more now. I've never liked anybody in politics as far as democratically, Republican. I don't care about the Democrats. I don't care about the Republicans. I really don't care. I don't care where you fall. I don't care if you like them. I don't care if you follow them. I really don't care what your opinion is on that. I just know how I feel about it, and I don't like either sides. I especially hate the orange bastard because the... (sighs) You have the fucking nerve, the fucking nerve, after a black man was murdered, to get on Twitter and call everybody protesting and writing thugs. Thugs. Do you know what that means? Do you know that is just a very, very, very way of saying the N-word with a hard R? (laughs) That's a very way, like, very nice way of putting it, at least. And coming from you, asshole, it's not, it's not a sugar-coated because you're fucking Trump. <sighs> so, he wrote this morning. Threatening the public. Now, I'm trying to find the actual tweet because I am actually blocked from Donald Trump's Twitter and... And, yeah, so I'm having a hard time finding it. But, yes, I am I am currently blocked from Twitter, from Trump. He, he does not, um, he 
does not allow me to see his shit after I called him out for purposely trying to start beef with North Korea. He's just blocked me ever since. So, yeah, I don't get his... So I'm looking for everything people have retweeted about it, at least reposted, because I know that Twitter has done something about it, but here it is. It says, the thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. I won't let that happen. Just spoke to the governor, Tim Walls, and told him that the military was with him all the way. Any difficulty, we'll assume we will assume control, but the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. First off, how fucking dare you? You sound like a fucking tyrant. If these people start looting and you start shooting them, yeah, you, you sound like a fucking tyrant. They are protesting. The fact of the matter is, is that they are fucking protesting. They have the right to protest. That is their fucking goddamn given rights. And although I don't agree with the way they were going about it, you just opening your fucking mouth makes me realize I fucking despise you. I, I hate you so goddamn much. You are just a lousy, lousy piece of shit. How the fuck you have followers is beyond me. And if you are one of those, like, Trump followers who's getting pissed and listening to what I'm saying, go fuck yourself. Seriously, go fuck yourself. You don't need to be listening to me. You don't have to be listening to me. You are continuously sitting here and listening to me. So yeah, if you're one of those Trump followers, go fuck yourselves. Seriously, click the fuck off my podcast, get the fuck off, leave. I don't need your goddamn support. I don't want your goddamn support. I do this for fun. I don't do this for money. I don't do this for views. I don't do this for you guys to even listen to me. I do this because I fucking like to talk and run my mouth. And that's why I'm sitting here running my fucking mouth. So, this this fucking tyrant, for one, <laughs> you're calling everybody involved thugs. You are, you are instantly, instantly trying to make yourself the superior person. Instantly, by calling everybody thugs, you think you are superior. You think instantly that, oh, this word's left my mouth, I'm superior than you. Nobody. You just showed how fucking petty you are. And the fact that you just threatened everybody involved. Guess what? Anybody dies, the blood's on your fucking hands. You should be charged with murder then. Anybody fucking dies in these riots, it's your goddamn fault. Even the cops. Even if cops die, even if pigs die from this, it's all your goddamn fault. Now, do I think police deserve to die from this? No. But do I think it's going to happen? You're going to hear about it. I hate to say this, but Trump opening his mouth the way he did, Trump saying what he said, people are going to expect a bigger pushback from police agencies. And what is going to happen are people are going to push back harder. What Trump did is just opened up a fucking war between two sides. These, these people, they're just going to get more pissed. They're just going to find more reasons to be destructive. And you are giving them more reasons to be destructive by threatening them. What, you think, you think because you tell them to stop, people are going to listen to you? No. You're a fucking moron. It's called, have you ever heard of reverse psychology? You ever heard of that? The reason it's such a big thing is because that's generally how fucking people work is based off of that reverse psychology. You tell them to do, not to do something, guess what? They're going to go fucking do it. I know I'm the same goddamn way. I hate being told not to do something. And guess what? I will do it if you tell me not to. You have better luck telling me to do it than you have to tell me not to do it. 
If you want to stop me, yeah, you have a better chance of telling me to do it. So, uh, this whole thing just fucking pisses me off. Again, this dude's supposed to be a goddamn leader, and all I have is a goddamn crybaby who's terrified of the general public, which is why, you know, well, he's not terrified. He just kind of wants us to fight. You could tell. That's why nobody's been charged with this, right? Yeah, fucking phony piece of shit. I feel like we have a fucking toddler sitting in the White House right now. Ooh, I don't like that Twitter blocked what I said, so I'm going to go attack Twitter because I have the mentality of two-year-olds. And then, and then you have him responding this way. Really? You're not doing any favors for yourself. I actually commend Taylor Swift. I don't like her. She's not like somebody I've ever cared to listen to. Not the music I listen to anyways. But you gotta give her massive fucking props for being able to use her platform. And the followers she has. She has what is it, 86 million fucking followers on Twitter? And don't get me wrong, like, a good portion of them are MAGA fans. Like, that that's just the way it is. But, you know, good for her. Good for her for using her platform to speak out, because that's what celebrities should be doing. There's a reason why the majority of the world cannot connect with celebrities. And this is an example of... Why? But not any digs against her because she went about this the right way. Like, she's probably relating to people more than I've ever seen a celebrity relate to at the moment because not only is she somebody of a different color, but when she was, when she wrote that, based off of reading that tweet, it's passion. Like, she has nothing to gain from saying what she's saying. She has a lot to lose, a lot of followers to lose, but she has absolutely nothing to gain from this. Nothing. She's going to lose followers from this, for sure. But she has nothing to gain, and she's still risking her platform, because politics are a very hard subject to talk about. The fact of the matter is, as Americans, we agree about 90% of the time, but we're so stuck up on that 10% that we disagree with that we fight so fucking much that we hate each other, even though we disagree about 10% of the time. We hate each other. Because if you don't have the same opinion than mine, then fuck you, you're, I hate you. That's, that's, the, that's your guys' mentality. That's everybody's fucking mentality. Because the people that get pissed off for me saying fuck Trump, that is my opinion. That should not affect you guys in any way, shape, or form. Me saying fuck Trump doesn't warp your opinion. You don't like Trump any less for me saying fuck Trump, do you? Alright, then why the fuck does it get your panties in a twist? Why the fuck are your panties in a twist? Why are you crying about me saying fuck Trump? You obviously have some fucking insecurity issues of your own if you can't handle just a little bit of disagreement. I don't tolerate crybabies and I don't tolerate people who cannot have a conversation. Now, that's one thing I would actually love to have is I would actually love to have a real conversation with people with political parties like, a real genuine conversation without the cursing, without the fighting. However, I don't think that will happen. 
mainly because people cannot have real conversations without getting heated, without taking it personally. There is no debating. There is just blind rage because your your opinion's not agreed with. That is usually how those debates go. So as much as I'd love to do it, I just find it unrealistic. Now, again, this would my perspective would be far different because I just don't agree with either side. I don't I don't agree with Republicans and I don't agree with Democrats. I don't agree with either one. So don't matter. But yeah, this has to be addressed. This has to be talked about. Also, gotta bring up what's going on with that CNN reporter that got arrested while broadcasting the riots in Minneapolis. Are you fucking kidding me? Minneapolis PD. You guys are in a ton of hot water. <laughs> Do you guys want to be boiled alive like lobsters now? Is that what your goal is? To be boiled alive like lobsters? Because at this point, you guys are driving the rioters wild. And the last thing I would hate is to hear one of your guys' names dead in the news. However, I'm not going to sit here and beg you guys to stop. Keep digging yourselves in hot water. But arresting a CNN reporter for reporting the news is disgusting. Let me tell you about the First Amendment. It's not just the freedom of speech, the freedom of assembly, the freedom to press. Do you know what the fuck the freedom to press means, Minneapolis PD? Do you know what that fucking means? Do you have any fucking clue what it means? Tell me. Do you fucking know what it means? You probably don't because you arrest the fucking reporter. The right, or the freedom, sorry, the freedom to press is the is exactly what that man was doing. The one that you arrested, the reporter that you arrested, he was presenting the news to us, which is our fucking right we have. We actually have that fucking right in our First Amendment, and you took it away from him. You should be sued. Like, if if that man if that man had have had like a had a vengeful bone in his body, he'd sue you guys. I sure in the fuck would. If I was a reporter, your asses would be sued right now. I'd be in proceedings right fucking now to sue you. Because you violated First Amendment rights. And that, that is wrong, and you should be punished for it. Ugh. <laughs> I don't tolerate this bullshit. It's just sick. So... I want to move on to the next topic of discussion, but before I do that, I want to make this one last point, specifically regarding the way we're being treated, or not, not I can't really group myself in, so I'm sorry about that, but the way every, actually everybody in this case, yeah, because our First Amendment rights violated, it's not it's not a problem just for a certain group of people. It's a problem for everybody. Because if you have that easy of a time violating the Constitution, then there's a fucking problem there. But my, my point I'm going to make, though, real quick is this. So, Donald Trump, or for that matter, anybody in politics, Mike Pence, it don't matter who the fuck you are. It don't matter if I'm talking to the judicial system. It don't matter who you are. This is my point to be made. If, if it's okay for 
our amendment rights or our constitution rights to be violated. If it's okay for the government to violate our rights, to violate what the constitution is saying, then what's wrong with us rioting and destroying shit? You obviously have no problems breaking the fucking laws that founded this country, then I have no problem breaking the laws that your dumb orange head has thought of. Or any politician for that matter. I don't give a fuck if you're Trump or not. Like, if the if our politicians have no problem breaking the rules that founded this country, then I have no breaking problem breaking their rules. I have no problem with it. So, if that's the case, though, if Trump has no problem with our Constitution. And trust me, buddy, you lead by example. And the example you're showing me is that you have no problem breaking the rules. So guess what? Everybody rioting, everybody else, they should have no problem breaking the rules either. And there's not a fucking thing you can say about it. But you're a tyrant, so you're going to say something. You're a fucking tyrant. You're Kim Jong-un's little orange twin. That's who you are. You are that man. So, you don't give a fuck. I know you don't give a fuck. And you're not going to give a fuck. And people are going to break the rules. And you're probably just going to do some terrible shit. Because you're a tyrant. You are a wannabe dictator. That's in an unfortunate position where this country is not up for a dictatorship. And the problem with all this, though, is that... You can send your military on us. You can send your National Guard on us. You can sick them. Go ahead, sick your military on us. But just know, that is why we have the Second Amendment. And although I'm somebody who actually does not like guns, I don't like guns. However, I do not believe that guns should be taken away. I'm not, like, necessarily, like, a big gun control person. Like, I don't like them personally. Like, I personally will not own a gun. But that doesn't mean I discourage other people from owning guns. I'm not that kind of person. Again, (laughs) I'm the independent voice for a reason. I am part of that independent party as far as I'm concerned, even though I don't care about it. But, yeah, like, no, it's when it comes to, like, a true independent voice, that is who I am. Like, I, I do not necessarily believe in gun control, because I don't, but I personally don't, don't want to own a gun. I just don't want that in my life. That is a personal choice. You have the right to bear arms, and if you're proud of that, you're fucking proud of that, and good for you. And those people that are, have the right to bear arms, the ones that are pretty liberal and don't f- blindly believe... And I'm not saying you have to be, you know, that you are 100% liberal or whatever, but the ones that don't fucking blindly believe everything that politicians have to say, the problem with a lot of the conservatives, especially the extremists, because I don't believe that all conservatives are bad. There's a few that, that I fucking love. Like my cousin's a conservative. I love the man. But there are things that I don't agree with. And I'm in a fortunate enough position with my cousin where we can actually have conversations without him getting heated because he fully understands where I'm at and I fully understand where he's at. We're not there to change each other's opinions. We're just trying to understand how we can feel a certain way. So, 
yeah, when it comes to that, I'm, I'm truly independent, but those people that are bearing arms, the ones that are liberal, all that sort of stuff, the ones that do have guns, you, you gotta realize, the ones that are just not stuck up Trump's, Trump's ass, you know, those brown nosers, they, the ones that are not the brown nosers, they are gonna be our protection. <laughs> like, you got the 3%, and despite the, the fact that a lot of them are conservative, there are a ton of people that own guns. A ton of people. A ton of people in this country that own guns. I know a lot of people myself who own guns. They are preppers. And I'm not, they're not conservative. They're very liberal. In fact, they're illiberal extremists and they freak me out. However, these people are preppers. They are hardcore preppers. They have bullets by the thousands. And that's exactly what they're preparing for, is they're pre preparing for war against our own government. That's how terrified and paranoid these people are, that they are prepping for literal war against their own government. And that's just the sad reality of it, is there are a lot of those people out there. And those are the people that I'm going to be standing behind <laughs> when this does break out into a full-on military versus people war, because that's where Trump's going to fucking turn this, if if he just doesn't keep his mouth shut. Like, the man just needs to keep his mouth shut. Again, I was banned from his Twitter for, for calling out the fact that he was um, starting shit with North Korea as a distraction, you know, from what he was actually doing, which I believe at that Oh, I don't even remember what that was. It was it was a few years ago. I just know it was when that, that beef with North Korea started. I called him out for his bullshit, and I got blocked. So, the man is... He, he's a to toddler, and he's a tyrant. And if you don't agree with his opinion, he's gonna block you out. He's just gonna block you out of his life. Because I'm a crybaby who can't handle criticism. That's Mr. Trump for you. Anyways, I want to move on. So this is actually not related to world news, but it was enough for it to actually make local news. Caught this on Fox, actually. And I also watch YouTube very religiously. I don't have TV. I don't actually watch TV. I watch news outlets, and I watch a lot of YouTube, and I keep up with just general news articles all around. So I don't watch TV. I have no interest in actually watching what's on television. Which on, what's on television is a bunch of actors that I don't care about. And that's what all that is. So, on YouTube, there is a couple, and I don't know the husband's name, but Micah Stauffer? Stauffer? Actually, I really don't care how her last name's pronounced, to be quite frank with you. She's a terrible, terrible human being. So... Let me present the facts before I actually decide to give my opinion on this one. Because this is something that people actually need to hear about. Whether you actually follow really closely with YouTube or not, I don't care. If you don't, you still need to hear about this because, well, it's terrible. Like, this whole story is freaking horrible. So, I watched the video myself from the couple because another YouTuber that I actually really, really, really like to watch... 
was reporting this story when it right as it like right as they posted it he started he reported on it because it was just so terrible so Mike Stafford if you don't know about the story she has four kids a few months ago she previously had five kids so a few years, a few years ago about October of 2017 she adopted a Chinese, her and her husband adopted a Chinese boy named Huxley Huxley sorry yeah Anyways, Huxley has a lot of needs. He suffers from autism, I believe, so he needs a lot of care, a lot of love. And they had him for a few years. That's This is my issue with this, is I, I get that sometimes when you are trying to adopt, within the first few weeks you realize it's not a good match and it's better to rehome. My problem is they've had him for a few years. You've had this child for a few years. And I'm I'm hearing more and more terrible things, which is why I haven't brought it up because there was no need to. Like I feel like the world knew about it. There was enough people that were catching on, they were getting enraged. It would have spread. However, it's just the details that I'm finding out more about that are just irritating the hell out of me that bothers me so they adopted Huxley from China in October of 2017 they monetized all their videos and if you don't know what monetization is it's making money it's making money off of ad revenue or or if YouTube is putting your uh, content to top training. Actually, correct me if I'm wrong on this, honestly. However, they were making money off of this child. They documented the whole thing about how great it was, about how like they were discouraged from adopting him because he had all these issues, but it didn't matter because I loved him anyways and nothing, I already fell in love with him and nothing was going to get in my way and I was going to love him regardless. And it's like, that's, that's a blatant fucking lie. Because if you loved him regardless, you would have never given him up. So, I have problem with vlog channels, like family vlogs. I'm one of those people that personally believes that your children should not be in videos or should not be publicized. They should not be in the limelight. I don't like child celebrities for the same reason I don't like family vlogs. You're exposing your kids to millions of eyes and when you do that, you're giving them more mental strain than they actually are prepared for. So you're doing more harm to them than good. However, if you do think that kids, you know, are, are fine being in it, I, I can't really stop you. You mean, you have the kids, they're your kids. Like, I have not, I can't really, I guess, stop you in the end. I'm just saying that's my view on it. I just don't think that putting your kids in the limelight is a good idea. So... I already have problems with that as it is, but the issue lies with the video they made because fans of theirs have noticed that Baby Huxley has not been around for a few months. Well, a few days ago, or a day and a half ago, they uploaded a video talking about their family updates, talking about the fact that they got rid of their baby. They gave him back after two years of having him because we just couldn't handle 
him. We just couldn't handle him. He had more needs than we thought we couldn't handle. No, he just didn't fit your white aesthetic, so you just got rid of him. That's what it was. You fucking white people and your white privilege. You just didn't want him anymore because he wasn't part of your perfect little world. He wasn't, he wasn't biologically yours, so you never saw him as your child. That's obvious. Because listen to this. If, if that child would have actually been yours, if you would have actually birthed that child and he had those same needs, you would have never given your kid up because it's biologically yours. But the fact that he's adopted and he has all these needs and it was just inconveniencing you, you didn't want him anymore. You got rid of him. That's a bullshit excuse right there because he has so many needs. No, if he was actually your biological child and you did something like that, the rest of your kids would be taken from you because obviously you're unfucking fit. And you actually, the rest of your kids should be taken away from you. I actually believe that. I sincerely believe all your kids should be taken from you now. You shouldn't have a single kid. You're unfit to be a mother. You can't handle one kid, one kid with special needs, then you can't handle the rest of them. So, the details that are, that are bothering me, that are coming out, that I'm hearing about, was the fact that, he, I guess he had a thumb-sucking problem, and again, I don't know much, I, I actually didn't know anything about this family until hearing about what I heard, and then I had to go and look up the video, because again, I can't stand terrible people, so I have to look for a reason to criticize them. And I figured maybe they have a good enough excuse. No, there's no excuse for getting rid of your child. Another problem I have is during the video, she uses the phrase, another forever home. That is a phrase she uses, another forever home. I've never heard that used for children. Never. Adopting children. You know what I have heard it used for? Animal adoptions. That's what I've heard that used for. You adopted a kid, a living child. It's bad enough when people rehome their animals. I hate people who rehome their animals. So you can only imagine the amount of loathing, hatred, the deep hate I feel for you. I never want to see you, either of you, in person. Never come to the. Never come to, <laughs> to. The, I actually, I can't. I don't really want want to. Disclose where I live, but at the same time, I don't want you ever in my fucking state because I'm not a. I, I can't. I can't say. It, I can't claim I'm not violent, but I try to keep my head above water. But this is one of those things that I wouldn't be able to. Like I just don't. I have a cat. All right, I have a cat, and actually, I funny enough have a special needs cat. Funny enough, I do. I love her. I've had her since she was a few months old. And she's the light of my life, and everybody in this house knows that, all my roommates know that if she ever goes missing, I will lose my shit because of how much I love that cat. Like, I love her way too much to even fathom getting rid of her, let alone your fucking child. Like, again, I'm talking about a pet, and you're talking about a kid. A kid! Like, what are you going to do if the rest of your kids don't? fit in with your aesthetic. They're biologically yours. You can actually sell them. Make some fucking money off of it because you're sick bastards. Like, these people are just shitty human beings and I have nothing but terrible things to say about them. Of course, that's all I know about them, so... But even then, it's like, what are you a vlog channel, family vlog channel for anyways? Are you there for parenting advice? 
is that what you're a vlog channel for? Are you a vlog channel for parenting advice? Because you should delete your channel now. Obviously, you're not a good parent. You weren't able to actually take care of a child. You're a terrible parent because you weren't able to take care of a child. So, in that regard, delete your channel. You, your, your channel has literally no insight to anybody. There is nothing, nothing creative about you now. Even if you had some parenting advice, like I said, that's gone out the window the second you gave up your kid because you couldn't handle the responsibility. But I think the problem is you just wanted to make your ad money and then it didn't fit your white aesthetic anymore, so you had to get rid of him. That's just bullshit. So getting into the details about other concerning things is, so apparently Huxley has a thumb-sucking problem, and as do, I think, most of their kids from what I hear. However, Ever, from what I have been told, is that they were putting duct tape on his thumb to stop him from sucking on it. Now, I don't know if they did that, be, like if they do that to all their kids, and if they do, social services needs to be over there ASAP. You don't put duct tape on kids. I don't care what part of the body it is, you don't put duct tape on children. That is fucked up. So, I don't know if they do it to all their kids, but if they do, then all their kids need to be taken from them. If they just did it to Huxley, then I'm glad they gave up Huxley. Because obviously you abused that poor baby. You were abusing him because he didn't fit your white aesthetic. Because you didn't view him as your own child. That's the only way you would treat him different from the rest of your kids. There is no, and I mean absolutely no, defense that can save you from this. None. You claiming that you only did it to Huxley. If you were to come out and say, oh no, we only, we only duct tape Huxley's thumb then you're just pieces of shit that should have never, ever, ever been qualified for adoption, ever. In fact, you should take the re have the rest of your kids taken from you. That's how shitty of a human being you are, if that is your defense. However, if your defense is, oh no, we do that to all our children, then your kids need to be taken away from you. Like, it doesn't matter if you, if you, all your kids, if you did it to all your kids or just him. It doesn't matter. All your kids need to be taken from you. You're obviously abusing either all your kids or just one child. It's just a matter of what the reasons behind it are. And I just think it's the one child. I just think you abused him for one, because he's not white like you. Two, because he didn't fit your aesthetic. Three, because he was autistic. And four, because you never viewed him as your own child. Never. And don't give me that bullshit that you did. I've seen that video, and yeah, they scrunched up their face and covered it, and their eyes got red, but not once did I see a single tear fall from their eyes. Not once. So, them crocodile tears, people can see through those, buddy. Or bitch, whatever. Yeah, buddies for guy, bitches for girls. <laughs> But, no, they, they can see right through you, dumb bitch. Like, the world's not fucking blind to what you're doing. And what the last thing that I want to touch upon with that whole thing, which probably won't be the last thing, but 
the whole the whole excuse behind why nobody's seen Huxley even during the process is because they wanted to 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 keep it, to you know preserve his privacy and preserve theirs or something along that lines. It's like no, that's bullshit. That's a blatant lie. You guys don't give a fuck about your kids' privacy. That's why you're a family blog channel because you give zero shits about your about your children's privacy. Zero fucking shits. Oh, that's right. You never viewed him as your kid. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> you never viewed him as a kid any as your kid anyways. So that's right. Uh, my bad. Of course, of course you value his privacy. He's not your kid. You never viewed him as such. Fucking heartless monsters. Anyways, I do believe that they should have their kids taken from them. Like, it's just, it's just one of those things that is just completely unacceptable that that adoption agency allowed this to happen. I think that this adoption is so hard as it is. Adoption is extremely hard for people. And having, having a woman like this do something like this, make it even harder for people that want to adopt now because that's what it's going to do it's 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 going to be harder for people to adopt now way harder because of shit like this that is why it's hard to adopt in the first place they are trying to the social workers are trying so hard to find a perfect fit for these kids and sometimes it doesn't always work but they're trying so hard and now it's just got to be tougher on them because Obviously, it, it. Obviously, they're not tough enough, and it's already tough to get a kid from, especially from international adopt, adopting. It's the toughest, and yeah, now it now it just it, it's proven it needs to be harder. Like, I honestly think that people that actually have kids should be disqualified instantly from adopting. This is a perfect example of why they already had kids when they adopted Huxley, from my understanding. I believe, I believe they had their daughter or something when, and it didn't matter, or their two daughters maybe, I think they might have had their two daughters at that point, but but they already had kids, they had two kids, they had two more after him, or one, I don't know actually, I just know they have four now, they had five, didn't fit into their white aesthetic, I'm going to keep saying that. That it didn't fit into their white aesthetic. There's no other reason why they got rid of him other than that it didn't fit into their white aesthetic. And there's nothing that you can do to convince me otherwise. So, yeah, the, the adoption agency knew she had kids. They should have told her no. They should have said, nope, you're disqualified from having kids. I think if you have at least two children, you should be disqualified. Absolutely. Like, I get... The fact that there are people that adopt like six, seven kids, eight, nine, maybe, you know, kids at a time, and they do take care of them all, and they do love them and care for them all, but how common is that? Like, I know a lot of the people that have been adopted, and I know, actually, a roommate of mine who's been adopted, and she had a horrible life growing up. <laughs> horrible now, mainly because there's, there was a lot of kids that she grew up around in her, in her adopted household. They were all biologically her parents' kids. All of them were. 
she was like the 12th or 11th kid out of all these kids and she was the youngest and adopted that right there red fucking flag you have all these kids and you want to adopt red flag it should never happen i will tell you this the woman suffers from a lot of psychological problems it's not to say that it was from the situation that had happened although I do believe that is the case. However, that's not my story to tell. I'm not going to tell it. So, do do I think that, that they should make it harder? Yeah, absolutely. They should make it almost impossible to adopt just because of shit like this. This happens so much more than than anybody knows. It just, it's so fucking sad when it's such a prominent figure and you know they they asked the, the fan base to respect their privacy and to to please show support or, yeah, support now i'm not somebody who likes to spread hate but i don't i'm not gonna show or i'm not gonna say to show res- support you know let them know let them know that you are displeased don't send hate but let them know that yeah no that's not okay because it's not not okay so, I do want to move on from the topic of Micah Stoffer. Just getting a little too heated talking about it. And I kind of want to move on to a story that is going to be a little bit more lighthearted. So, the, the start of the story is not too happy. But there was a girl not too long ago from um, a village in India who cycled her father 750 miles. And... It's actually it's actually quite a story, but anyway, she's been she's been hailed as a lion-hearted hero, and it's just one of those stories that's really really fun to hear about. It's really inspiring, honestly. It's one of those stories that I have like without a sh- like without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, it's going to be made into a movie because of just how unique of the story it was, and what she was able to accomplish for her father. So there was. There's a man named Mohan Paswan. I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing any of these names. I'm really, really sorry. But anyways, he was forced to go home, tell his daughter he has no job, he's been injured. And there was no way to get home to their faraway village in India. So what the family did, or these two did, is his 15-year-old daughter drove, or rode the bike from their apartment on the outskirts of New Delhi all the way to their home village. And they purchased the bike with their last $20 and they made it home. His daughter got him home. 750 miles to get to get home. So, it's just, that's amazing though. It is, it is truly amazing. So, apparently, her father was working a, was working at a driver involved in a terrible accident. So, apparently, her father was injured in that uh, rickshaw accident horribly, and that's, that's absolutely where the injury was sustained. He lost his job, however, I guess due to the pandemic, 
and his daughter, who dropped out of school and traveled to New Delhi, to the outskirts of New Delhi, to take care of her father, which she got injured, had um, suggested that they both, you know, go home. And it was, her father found the idea mad, because it's a long travel, you know, 750 miles, or... I think, in his words, it was like 14, 15 kilometers as he was trying to tell her, so... But she she did. She ended up cycling her father. She Apparently, they traveled a thousand miles a day, relied solely on the generosity of strangers, and would often, whenever she got a chance, call her mother and assure her that, hey, getting my dad home. And, yeah, sure enough, she, she got her dad home. Like, you know, it's just, it's an incredible, incredible journey. And so we're thinking about the 750 miles. And she's traveling a thousand a day, or I'm sorry, a hundred a day. She's, tra- she's traveling a hundred miles a day, 750,000 miles, not 50,000, 750 miles. <laughs> and she's traveling that, uh, she's traveling a hundred of them every day. So that's seven and a half days of travel, just pure bicycling. And they only stop to sleep at gas stations and, of course, rely on the generosity of absolute strangers. And it is so remarkable that she did what she did for her father. Now, that's that's awesome. It's just amazing to hear about. I'm just very happy that, you know, she, they are all right. And it is a warming story to know that, like, stuff like this happens. This is actually a really sweet story. It's, it's far different from the news <laughs> that I generally listen to, but it's a good story. I love hearing about that, how it all worked out in the end for both. I'm glad that they're both safe. I'm glad that they're both happy. I'm glad that the family is all together. And what I think is really cool is at the end of the story is apparently, apparently the chairman of the Cycling Federation of India is urging her to try out for the national team. So (laughs) she also has a career opportunity from this as well. That's, that's freaking awesome. And I hope whatever she decides, you know, it works out for her, regardless if she decides to be a bicyclist or not, it doesn't matter. Like, it's awesome she was able to accomplish what she accomplished. So, you know, good on her. Like, seriously, good on her. It takes, uh, it takes a lot to, to be that person, to be, you know, even for your own family, it takes a lot to be the strongest person when you're the youngest person. So, very, very cool that, uh, very cool that she she was able to do what she did for her father, but thought it would be great to to end this on a lighter story, something about something good, not not necessarily like a hundred percent positive because the beginning's pretty sad, but in the end they're all safe, they're happy, they're together, and they didn't have to lose anybody, and that's that's what matters, especially during these hard times where it just seems like we're losing people left and right. She actually got to keep her dad, and she ensured that he stayed safe. So, you know, I'm glad these two stay safe. I'm glad they never got the virus. I'm glad that uh, nobody took advantage of them, you know, being weak and younger. So, you know, like I said, very happy for this girl. I'm very happy to actually end this on a very light note today. Anyways, if you enjoy the podcast, please... Please, please, please stick around and listen to more. 
If not, I am just humbled that you even wanted to listen to this one. Anyways, thank you so much, and until next time, peace.